0: How many little things that we sometimes take for granted, right? Uh, Just simple things, the the, the oxygen, the air that we breathe in, the ability to sleep, the ability to, to smile, the ability to speak even.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back. If we haven't met before, great to meet you. My name is Aaron. We tap into the stories of some of the world's most successful people. And not just successful people, ordinary people too to understand what made them who they are and how they are collectively making our world a better place. If you're looking for dopamine, inspiration, new knowledge or actions that you can take today to become a better future self, you have come to the right place. To learn more about us, you can head over to our website, www.transformativepurpose.com. And please don't forget to follow, rate and share if you enjoy our content. Everything you see here is run by myself and a small team. And we'll really appreciate it. And last but not least, our mission is to build a global community to inspire. Enjoy.
0: Hey, guys, a big warm welcome back to this week's episode. This week, I just want to share an interview that I did with Zach Su about a couple of months ago. Zach is the host of Microsoft's Power By The People podcast. And every week, he goes around and talks to different people within Microsoft to learn about their life stories and perspectives. I hope you guys would enjoy this episode. And if you have any feedback, just like always, feel free to send it to me. Enjoy.
2: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Powered by the People. We have a fantastic episode for all of you today. And with that being said, let's hop into the life mantra of the week.
0: Hello, I'm Alessia. I'm a
1: delivery
2: data scientist from Customer Transformations Innovation within Industry Solutions. And I'm dialing from Italy. My life mantra is success is not measured by how much you compare with others, but by how much you've improved from your past self. That's a really, really awesome perspective, Alessia. I completely agree. It really is all about self-development and who you are as a person and comparing yourself to anyone really isn't going to get you anywhere. And uh, how you self-improve really defines your own personal success. And I think today's guest is a great representation of that entire concept. And it is my pleasure to introduce Aaron Pang from Hong Kong, China. He's a digital advisor and architect within our Customer Transformation Org, and he has lived a very, very interesting experience and has done a lot of reflection within his life. And one of the things I really admire about Aaron and uh, how he's been able to self-improve within himself Is him defining his own transformative purpose. So after COVID happened, Aaron is one of the few people that I know who has really gone forward and pushed for a completely brand new lifestyle. Since COVID and quarantine began, he published an 8,000 word book in three days, started shooting videos on topics that he was passionate about, and wrote a second book. And he started his own podcast called The Transformative Purpose in June slash July of 2021. And Absolutely fantastic guest. He has lots of deep insights into the different pillars of how to become a better person and uh, find your own purpose to make the world a better place. But obviously, Aaron's a lot better at telling his own story. And I hope you all take away as much from this conversation as I did. So, with all that being said, welcome to Transformative Purpose. Let's take a journey. Hello, Aaron. Welcome to the show. And first of all, before uh, we can get into any of the good stuff. How would you introduce yourself to a friend?
0: Asac, hey uh pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me up on this podcast. I think I was just an ordinary guy, right? Like many of us who happens to have lived through some ups and downs in life. I describe myself as an optimist, but I wasn't born with optimism. It was through the life lessons and some ups and downs I lived through in life, which made me the person I am today. I'm a father of two. I have two young children, a three-year-old and a three-month-old. I love parenting. So when I'm not working at Microsoft, you know, I got another full-time job waiting for me uh, back home. <laughs> <laughs> if you catch me on a good day, people usually say I'm positive, I'm honest, and I'm also that annoying friend. If I catch you smoking a pack of cigarettes, and I'll try to get you to quit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's really funny that you describe yourself as an ordinary guy, because uh, from your background, I must say you are very, very much far from it. And I would definitely describe you as extraordinary in some ways. And uh, one of my favorite aspects of you is that you're also a podcaster, a uh, podcast host for the Transformative Purpose podcast, which everybody here listening should check it out as well. And it's available on all sorts of different platforms, right? Yep,
0: that's right. That's right.
2: All right. Sweet. So in regards to the Transformative Purpose podcast, you are an active liver through many of your life values, and you actively share the inspirational stories and perspectives of others who also care about spreading positivity and making the world a better place for years to come on your podcast. One of my favorite aspects of your podcast, though, is talking about one's own transformative purpose, which is something that you've spoken on many times before. What exactly is a transformative purpose? What is your transformative purpose? And how did you discover your own transformative purpose?
0: That's a big question. And I was trying to tackle each one one at a time. I think fundamentally, I guess for me, it was a serendipity in terms of discovering my own transformative purpose, right? It was one of those things where. I guess as humans, we like to look back and connect the dots. So when I first started the podcast, I didn't have the name ready. It was more about, you know, looking back, all the things that have happened in my life and all the things that have happened in the last couple of years, which sort of inspired me, you know, what could my little self do to possibly contribute back to this world, right? I think the, uh, quite honestly, I think the world has been in chaos for a period of time now. We have you know, social unrest here in Hong Kong uh, and also globally in other places, even including the United States, we have Black Lives Matters. And one of the things that struck me uh, in the past couple of years was that, you know, while we are more connected digitally, if you look at the global connected devices, on average, we have about five to six connected devices each of us connecting to the internet, right? So the internet is getting a lot more data about us. We are more connected digitally with other human beings. But I think on a human level, we're getting remote. Like our CEO, Sadia, said, right? Our strong ties are getting stronger, but our weak ties are getting weaker, right? Uh, That sort of analogy. And fundamentally, I think transformative purpose is about being a better me uh, each and every day. And Obviously, some things happen, happen in my life, which led me to who I am today and what I do, what I do. And just by being a, I guess, better self for yourself. And it's also about not just being better for yourself. It's also about being better together with the people that you love. And that I firmly believe that if all of us just focus on just becoming better, right? Just becoming that better future self, you know, in five years time, 10 years time, 20 years time down the road, you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, hey, I've done everything I could to make an impact in this world, right? Because I want to leave a better world Uh, for the next generation. And I think that's good enough. And also, I think by simply focusing on becoming a better, you can always be opportunistic and look at life experiences and lessons. And it also helps me reframe my focus to focus more on others and less so on self-orientation.
2: How did you discover your own transformative purpose? Because all the things that you're saying here is like a pretty apparent culmination of lots of different life lessons.
0: You know, we had a call before, right? And you asked me about some of my, I guess, life-defining moments. And I think that so far there's about three. And interesting, I just watched another TEDx video yesterday, and some studies have shown that 80% of our life-defining moments happen before the age of 35. And then when I reflected back on my three life defining moments, they all happened you know before the age of 35. So I think there's some validity uh, to that study. So my first life Funny moment happened when I was uh, around 19 or 20, just a year after I moved to Australia. So, around the time I, you know, it was just the day before we hit the final exam, you know, I was cramming for the finals at one of my best friends' house. Went to the bathroom at three in the morning because, you know, like many of the students, we're just cramming as much materials as we could in the last minute, right? Went to the bathroom and realized there was something wrong. There's something funny uh, with my face. So, I couldn't move half my face. Right. So I was diagnosed with uh, Bell's palsy. So immediately my best friend took me to the nearby hospital, took about three, four hours for diagnosis. So it turned out I had Bell's palsy, which is a facial paralysis, which basically is a viral infection, which affected my ability to smile, to sleep, to blink. And I also had to relearn how to speak eloquently. But at the age of 19, I didn't think much of it. and There wasn't much clinical evidence as to it was linked to anything. So I just rested, told me about three months. Well, I did stop going to school for a little bit because, you know, I used to be one of those students. I was short-sighted, so I was sitting, you know, in the first few rows of class. So, But after that happened, I remember, I remember there was a period of time when I was absent from school. And back then it wasn't like now everyone wasn't wearing a mask so it was quite visible as to what happened to my face right so i purposely just hit you know at the battle class in a little corner just writing notes um but it was great i think looking back I, I'm, I'm glad that it happened to me because it made me realize how many little things that we sometimes we take for granted right uh just simple things the the, the oxygen the air that we breathe in the ability to sleep the ability to to smile the ability to speak even so that sort of first life defining moment, um, I guess made me become more grateful about small things in life. And then it happened again when I was age 32. So I had Bell's Posse again at age 32. And that was really, that was, uh, I would say, one of the episodes that really hit me, uh, the hardest, uh, in life. And I would say that was one of my down moments in life because, uh, that was when I realized that health is actually wealth. Yeah. If we don't have health, we don't have mental health. We don't have physical health. It's impossible to achieve, um, you know, other things we want to achieve in life. So after that, I committed to improving my my physical health. Um, so I meditate. I I try to go to the gym a few times a week. In fact, I got up at five a.m. this morning, went to the gym before I recorded this podcast. And nice. Yeah. (laughs) And then the last life-defining moment was what happened in April 2019. And that was what inspired me to discover my own transformative purpose. And it was because of my son. So I became a first-time father about three years ago. And what felt like an ordinary night wasn't that ordinary at all. So my wife and I were just watching TV on our couch. And suddenly we just heard... uh, Scream in the room. So I just went went in and picked up my son. As soon as I picked him up, I saw him. He was struggling. So this all these like bubbles just frothing up from his mouth, and he was trying to catch his breath. I didn't know what was happening, and uh, so I tried to you know pat his back. And little did I did I know a f- uh, few seconds later he stopped responding. So uh, his limbs weren't moving, and he looked past me. And I was just holding him the whole time, freaking out, trying to do something to help him, right? But it was one of those helplessness moments where I don't know what I saw in his eyes, but I was really guilty. And I sensed there was a lot of disappointment. Like, you know, you know, why, why are you saving me? Why don't you do something, right? So that whole episode lasted for five minutes. We call emergency. I literally thought I couldn't save him. I really died in my arms. So that, that same message kept playing in my head. During that episode, and uh, I, I would say, it was one of those. It, it was one of the longest five minutes in, in in my life. One of the things I'll never forget. But it also made me who I am today, uh, and I'm just really grateful. You know that we have two uh, healthy children, and I'm sure health is on top of every uh, single parent's head, right? Um, I don't want much for my for my children. Really, I just want them to be healthy, happy, and want them to have the right values
2: yeah you're definitely doing it right aaron uh that is an incredible story and i remember speaking to you in regards to your own transformative purpose there are four components as uh we discussed and um was wondering if you could tell our audience a little bit about those components you touched a little bit on the first one but uh there's three more to go
0: so i call him and each letter stands for something. And as you said already, Zach, the first one stands for health. And I guess I'm just grateful that there were things that happened in life which made me realize health is so important, right? And yet, I think some of us, or even if I look back on my career, some of us like to work long hours, right? And we try to wear that as a badge of honor. We feel proud that we put another all-nighter. But without realizing that life is actually much a marathon and it's not a sprint. And if you want to go far, you really need to look after yourself. I still remember one of the things that one of the managers said to me when I got Bell's policy again, and I was working at a startup at the time. And he said to me, You know, Aaron, you got to look after yourself because no one is going to look after you. And I took that feedback quite hard at the time because I was still recovering when I got that feedback. And uh, even even when I was sick at the time, I just felt that, you know, there's a team behind me. I just had to soldier on. So I didn't end up taking any annual leave. So I just worked through my way. And now looking back, I think that was one of the dumbest things <laughs> that I've done in life. I think what I should have done was really take time to rest and to get a good recovery because getting sick is not just about you, right? It's also about the influence that you have on on other people. I remember when I told my wife that I got Bell Sports again, I was in Thailand uh, attending a friend's party. So happened there was also my best friend who was there when it happened the first time around. And I haven't seen this guy in years, but... Crazy. (laughs) Funny how how things happen. But so my wife asked me immediately to to catch the next flight back, which I did. And as soon as I got home and, uh, you know, she saw me, went over to me and then she helped me, she cried, Right. And uh, very emotional. And you know, that made me realize, you know, health is not just your health, it's also the well-being of those who, who actually love you, who who care about you. So I know for the listeners who uh, who are listening to this is so many of us we wait until we get to a place of extremely balanced like myself. I I got elsewhere twice before we started doing something different. But sometimes life doesn't give us second chance, right? So don't wait for that moment to come uh, before you do something different. Uh, whether it's your uh, your mental health, whether it's your physical health, right? Yeah, and you don't need to wait for New Year's resolution to do that. And eighty percent of New Year resolutions don't leave past February. So don't wait for an occasion. Don't wait for an excuse to, to do this to do something different. That's something I would say. Uh, the second letter stands for uh, opportunistic. Uh, so it's all about thinking positively, thinking opportunistically about different things in life like i always say a coin always has two sides try to do switch words if you uh you know if it's if it's not your day if you feel like you're a bit gloomy, right try to replace that negative thought with something positive right uh, that that always helps and then the third one is about learning humbly right and one of the episodes I did uh, I did an episode with uh, Dr. Alan Seaman and he was voted one of the top 25 most powerful men in Asia and this guy single-handedly built one of the largest international tourist attractions in Hong Kong La Fall, Fong which is like a big partying scene you know prior to COVID and then we built uh, one of the theme parks here in Hong Kong too and this is also one of the things he said right never think you're smartest person in this room because as soon as you do that's when your learning stops and that's about learning and then the last letter is about putting others at the center of what we do there's been lots of studies that's been done on just showing uh, generosity and helping other people and it actually drives up dopamine which is like a you know reward chemical in our body and it's actually quite addictive and there's no better feeling than helping others who don't have the same privilege and i think the 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 difference between uh, a and myself right is with the family that we're born into we all come from the same place and we're all gonna wind up at the same place i think the more people realize this and the more people look at similarities where and differences and i think the better this world is where it's going to be so those were the four things that i realized after 37 years of my life,
2: sack. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fantastic. I think Holo is a great way to access your transformative purpose. And it really ties together all like the major life lessons that you've had in a pretty nice bow. But going back towards opportunity, the first O, I know that you're a very humble individual saying that you're an ordinary person, but would love to go into all the things that you've done like right after the pandemic occurred, because you've Created some pretty incredible things, especially by going off of that uh, mindset of not having a bucket list anymore or not waiting for a specific moment to be able to do something.
0: I think it's a selfish thing to say, but at least for me, I think COVID is a blessing in disguise because it made me, even a lot of my friends, realize you know how much we've had already—the freedom that we've had, the freedom that we uh, that we could travel. You know, I'm based out of Hong Kong, and travel is very accessible. And my wife and I used to travel maybe two to three times a year. We will go to nearby uh, countries. Um, I love meeting strangers when I travel. I will just strike up a conversation with someone on the train. And I will ask them where they're from. You know, we end up taking selfies together. <laughs> 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 so that's definitely one of the things that that, that, I, that I miss. Uh, but yeah, that's to to your point. Zach, I, I I never had a plan, right? And and I see I see life just like just like a book, and what we do today can greatly influence the narrative of the next chapter. I and mean, we none of us knows what's the what the next chapter is. And we could just do our best and try to do as much as we can. So yeah, about, you know, since I guess social unrest and then COVID started, I've tried to do a few things where I feel like I could spread positivity. So I wrote a couple of books. I mentioned about what happened to my son. So for the longest time, I think my wife and I were just living in fear. We would wake up in the middle of the night to the slightest noise and I will put my finger just under his nose to make sure that he's breathing. And we just didn't have peace for the longest time until one day I realized that I should try to get something out of it, right? It was a good wake-up call for me to understand how precious life is. And I remember locking myself in a room and I wrote about 8,000 words about the whole incident and what it meant for me. And I turned it into a learning experience. So I self-published the book on Amazon, Mainly because, one, I wanted to share this experience with other parents. And second is I want my son or my children to understand what parenting really is. We hear so much from our parents, you know, college is like your best time, right? Make the, the best of it. Or you yeah, have no idea until you've uh, become a parent one day. So I want to have some black and white with my son so that he can actually read through and and actually, you know, get that sort of immersive uh, experience as to what really happened that day, what it really meant for me as a father, because it really freaked me out, and I didn't know as parents we we're supposed to know first aid. Uh, you read about this sort of thing in the news. And in fact, uh, I interviewed another guy, an Aussie guy. His name is uh, Michael Crossland. So he was diagnosed with an incurable cancer called neuroplastoma stage four from the age of 11. And he spent about five, six years in chemotherapy since a child. Incredible story. And his video got about 80 million views uh, worldwide. And I got a chance to speak to him and to ask him about what growing up was like and how hard it was for his mother to be standing beside him not knowing the future of her son and her and his mother had to go through uh death uh therapy on a weekly basis just imagine like as a parent how much burden how much stress that's gonna give you right so I just like to think of it as life happens. There are things that we can't control. Just focus on the things that you can control, right? So writing a book, I can control that. I also went around Hong Kong. I shot some videos because I wanted to learn about how to do video shoot and also how to spread positivity around topics that I really uh, feel passionate about, right? So uh, there were topics where I talked to domestic helpers in Hong Kong and 5% of our population are made up of domestic helpers. And these are, you know, I'm talking about three hundred to 400,000 women who have gone away from their home, from their families, and these parents, they can't see their children for years, and also exacerbated because of COVID, and they can't catch a flight home. You know, how stressful are these people, right? And, you know, they stay with your home, and they're super resilient, they work long hours. So I did a video on that. And then last year, I wrote my second book and it was in the local language. I, was, I wrote it in Chinese. and It was about digital transformation, something that I do on a, on a day-to-day basis. And I'm hoping that I would write something on transformative purpose this year. I've started on that. You mentioned about bucket list, right? And that's how I thought about Life, and I think that's how some people also think about life, right? There's a bucket list, there's a checklist of things that we should complete before the day we die, right? But that's such a pessimistic thing in life. And as soon as I scrapped that bucket list, I realized that there are a lot more possibilities that we can create just by living by the right principles.
2: In addition to scrapping your bucket list, you had some interesting things to say in our last conversation about scrapping negativity in your life. What suggestions do you have for our listeners about handling their own negativity?
0: To the listeners who are listening to this episode, I would just encourage you to. One is to look at your source of negativity. And we had this conversation last time. I think negativity uh, got us to where we are today. We've been taking things for granted, health, travel and whatnot. And I think COVID is a good wake up call to the world. So for me, one of my sources of negativity I realized in the last couple of years was news, headline news, current affairs, and I've literally stopped watching news for about two years now, and I haven't felt better than now. So, uh, so yeah, uh, you know, do an audit check. You know, uh, take a look at your ecosystem and what is making you not fulfilled and not happy, and rather than complain about it, actively do something about it. Because that's, you know, one of the definitions for insanity, right? If you keep doing the same thing that we've been doing in the past, that's a definition of insanity. So if all of us keep complaining what's happening around the world without trying to change what's around us or, or our ecosystem, nothing is going to change. And I think it's much better off for us to put that energy and attention to do something and to give something back to the community. And that's much more meaningful. Not just for yourself, but for the rest of the world.
2: No, 100%. And uh, out of curiosity, what are the titles of your two books that you have out right now, just in case anybody in the audience is uh, wanting to learn more from, from your incredible perspective?
0: My first book is called Asian Dad, so it's always on Amazon. And my second book is Reborn Digital, and it's available in bookstores in Hong Kong and, and Macau. And uh, there's also a website if you want to check out uh, my podcast as well which is www.transformativepurpose.com.
2: Go to the website, check it out. You mentioned something very interesting that I wanted to touch on. It was the first time I've ever heard anybody reference the entire concept of having a bucket list as a negative thought process. I was wondering if you could elaborate a little bit more on that.
0: The way I look at it is, is when something is finite, night, it limits your thinking and it limits your imagination and limits your possibilities. And I think a bucket list is one of those. Bucket list is, if we have a list of things, it's kind of like you're you're putting constraint on yourself. This is, you're limiting to this list of things and you're also limiting yourself to this rich list of things which never grows. So in fact, writing a book was actually on my bucket list, but I've now written two books already. Imagine if I just had, you know, let's write a book on my bucket list. I'll probably stop there after the first book. I would never go past the first book. So that was one of the things I realized. And your bucket list might also change. And so often some of us like to live through life, just like a checklist of things, right? And it's not just a bucket list. It's like how we set goals. And I had a similar episode with another lady who has recently offered a book on personal goals. And she also agrees with this, is... So often we make goals based on our life stages or based on what society thinks is right to do, right from birth. Let's go to kindergarten, let's go to good college, let's get married, let's have kids. And if you were LGBT, maybe you want to set up a milestone, or maybe I want to come out and tell the world that you know I'm not who you think I am. But none of these goals actually make you happy. I guess for people who have a bucket list out there, I, I encourage you to, to scrap it and just to think about how you can live your life differently each and every day to make you feel grateful, to make you feel happy, to help you help other people who don't have the same privileges as, as you. And I bet you're going to find your life a lot more meaningful living that way.
2: So what inspired you to start the podcast then?
0: Yeah, it's funny. Um, it was just... A random day I, something pop, pop up on my feed, on my LinkedIn feed, and it was this guy and his name, he was actually for my first uh, podcast guest, uh, Peter Birch. So he's been doing his own healthcare podcast in Australia since 2019. So one day I just saw his feed. I was like, Oh, I've got this new episode. I just pinged him. I was like, Hey, I wanted to do a podcast. Would you like to be my podcast guest? And I'm thinking, you know, this is going to be, you know, the agenda. I want to talk about these things. But uh, fundamentally, I wanted to spread positivity. It was a short message. I, I told him, you know, what I think is wrong with the world. And that I think I have something that I could contribute back to the work, which is positivity. You know, uh, people who know me uh, generally say that I'm usually a positive guy. you find me on a good day. <laughs> I'm also an ambivert. So there are days where I will hide in the corner and just read, go read a book. Uh, But yeah, 32 minutes later, he me with a, with a leggy message and said, Hey, let's do it. And that was how, you know, we created a podcast. And, uh, well, I never knew I, you know, I never knew, uh, I would get any listeners. I never knew that my, my story was worth sharing. But, uh, it turned out that we built up quite an international audience. When we first started, I remember 80% of our audience came from Asia. And now, only about forty percent of our audience uh, coming from Asia. We've uh, got quite a decent followers in you know in Europe and also in the U.S. And I'm, I'm, I've met um, so about a few weeks ago I, I met with this professional negotiator who's a French woman, and her son got diagnosed with Duchenne muscular dystrophy, which is also an incurable disease, uh, genetic disorder, where. Her son is going to lose her muscle progressively to the point of death, right? And if I hadn't started this podcast, I would have never met this wonderful wonderful woman. I reconnected with one of my mates from college and turned out that she suffered from postpartum uh, depression after having her first child. And since we started the podcast, there are just so many things that I didn't know about the world, and I didn't know about that person. And for a lot of us, uh, we put all the great things on our CV. We put all the great things on on social media. But there's actually a limited outlet where we could share our personal stories with, right? And I think one of my personal strengths is to have this one-on-one conversation and really go deep about, and just showing curiosity about what is happening in, in your life, Zach, in someone else's life. And I've actually done the, you know, the communication style with Microsoft a few weeks ago uh, in one of the four buckets I'm amiable, but also much prefer one-on-one conversations than group discussions, because when you're meeting someone one-on-one, that's when you get the opportunity to ask really deep questions and really go beyond, you know, how are you, how are you doing? And really go deep about, you know, are you really doing okay? You know, what's happening? As you know already, life is not always sunshine and rainbow, but... I think it's those rainy days uh, that you show help, that you show empathy, that you show interest and curiosity to other people to help them get through life that really strengthens your relationship and build authenticity uh, with the people that you care and you love. And, you know, I think that the more people who show empathy, the more people will do this. I think that the world will just be a much better place. And that is what motivates me, what I do. And when I 'm no longer in this world, I just want to make sure that my children and their friends are living in a world where it is is human and it's the world that i that I'm familiar with and yeah, I think that that will give me peace.
2: <laughs> well, that was a, a fantastic description of uh, your last component, other people, and it really seems that each component has its own space and filters into that all-up conglomeration of how you live your life and just trying to make sure that everybody's benefiting in some
0: way? I'm sure we will, as long as we, we, uh, we remain hopeful. I think hope is a much better motivator than despair. You know, we are living in an unprecedented time where a lot of people have been impacted by a lot of different things. But I think fundamentally, our happiness and our fulfillment should not be dependent upon the external environment. Happiness has always been around us. Fulfillment has always been around us, right? We don't need to travel 800 miles to another country to be happy or to be grateful. We think you can be grateful even during lockdown, even being locked down in our own house. I think it's just a practice and it's a mindset exercise. And, and I think the more people can touch on this, what's making them a source of negative, right? What's making them less grateful? What's making them less fulfilled and actively do something about it? they can really turn their life around.
2: Yeah. So a final question before we start wrapping things up, I know that it's really, really hard for people to determine what their, their purpose is kind of like you were talking about how we're in a space where there are a lot of distractions and it's very easy to fall into that space of being unfulfilled and uh, talking about holo health opportunity and learning from others and contributing to the benefit of other people. What words of advice would you give to our audience for those who are trying to discover their own transformative purpose?
0: One thing I would say is don't be too hard on yourself. Well, it took me 37 years to figure out what I want to do in life and how everything fits in. And the reason why I call it transformative purpose is that I don't look at purpose as a fixed thing. It's an ongoing thing which you can discover more and more each and every day about who you are, who you want to be, and your purpose can change too, which is also why I call it transformative purpose. And I look at it as a journey, as a lifetime discovery. So it's not like, hey, I figure out my transformative purpose today, and I'm all set for life tomorrow. It's it's never (laughs) like that. Your and your transformative purpose can change on, you know, um, from day to day, right? And it's just about, you know, finding those principles that make you comfortable with who you are. You know, helping those people who are in need, and waking up feeling energetic, going to bed feeling fulfilled. And I think that should be the objective. For people, to me, transformative purpose, purpose, whatever you call it, it's just a means of an end, right? You don't need to know your purpose to live the life that you want, but you can control your ecosystem so that you can live your life you want.
2: Absolutely. A thousand percent.
0: I see that you're in deep
2: thought, Zach. <laughs> I am. I am in deep thought. You're definitely provoking a lot of uh different ideas in my mind. And uh I think everybody else that's listening right now is definitely reflecting on their own existence a little bit, too. <laughs> 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 just deconstruct it all and just figure out what makes you happy. But speaking of what makes you happy, to wrap things up, last but not least, Aaron, what brings you the most joy in life that you would like to share with our audience?
0: Really, it might sound ironic, but really seeing my children hugging and kissing other kids, like innocently, innocently. Just think about it. If we can communicate with a two-year-old with limited vocabulary, and we're trying to teach them how to love and forgive someone, why do adults become hypocrites ourselves? Just imagine adults living the same way that kids do when they're a two year old. How much of a better world will be in right now? And, and we are, you know, Microsoft, we are a 150,000 strong organization. I, one thing I would love after recording this episode is, you know, f- at least for some of our listeners to just go back and continuously teach our kids about being grateful and being kind to each, each other and Beware aware of negativity and our ego self getting ahead of us and just think differently, think positively and just be grateful and kind to, to everyone. And, you know, some people say, you know, having kids is like our second chance of living. And for sure that that is to me, I think we are molded the, the person we are today from education, from our parenting and whatnot and I realize something was missing. So, I didn't have a very strong tie with my family, even though I think my mom and dad worked really hard and I wasn't the easiest kids to, to raise. But sort of the familial harmony was missing when I was growing up. So I was very much on just making sure our children are gonna grow up with good health, happy, and also with the right values. And uh nothing makes me more happier, just helping kids and seeing them. Like I said, you know, there are, I still remember there was a viral video and it was based out of the U.S. and during Bad Lives Matter and there was a white kid hugging a uh, black African kid, you know, on the street and they've, they've been friends since birth. I mean, why can't we do that? Why do we need a second thought? Oh, well, should I give this person a hug? Uh, so in short, I think that's going to bring me the, the most joy in life. Just uh, just harmony, right? Just really harmony and uh, everyone is conscious about their biases about we make on another person before we even you know, meet them, we we'll start talking to them, question your biases, uh, question your assumptions, are they valid? I think it's not fair to project our own suffering on other people before giving them a chance.
2: It's a really good point, and I think harmony is a perfect way to wrap everything up. It's been an incredible episode, learned a ton, and I hope our audience feels the exact same way thank you so much for giving us your wonderful perspective Aaron this has been fantastic
0: not at all thank you so much seg it's been a wonderful opportunity meeting you and I'm really glad that we reach out and uh, listen to all your podcast episodes and it's been great very inspiring I really hope that you continue doing your great work you're young and you never know you know just Even if you go and inspire just one person, this person might go and inspire a lot of other people. So, you know, keep up your good work, Zach. Thank you so much for inviting me up here.
2: Thank you, Aaron. Right back at you. Fantastic conversation, Aaron. And thank you so much for giving us that insight into how to live a more purposeful life and what it means to focus on really what matters. And to get acquainted more with Aaron's work, whether it be for the podcast or uh, book-related, feel free to visit his website, transformativepurpose.com.
1: I hope you enjoyed the chat. I always say our life is very much like discovering what the next chapter is in our own book. And what we do today can change the narrative in the next chapter. Our life, given by nature, is short, but it's not the duration that matters. What matters more is how many meaningful things we can do and how many people we can help in our life. I hope you have gotten some inspiration and new ideas about what you can do differently today. And as you are doing it, remember to also change your ecosystem so that you can sustain it. I firmly believe our world will be a much better place if all of us are focusing on becoming a better future self together with the people we love. See you in the next episode.